welcome to Philadelphia Flyers Weekly, your home for Philadelphia Flyers podcasts. WBME Broadcasting. Each week, we'll run down player news and franchise news for the Philadelphia Flyers National Hockey League Club. We'll also feature news from around the NHL and much more. Flyers Weekly starts right now with your host, Chris Smith. Well, good to have you here for week number three of Flyers Weekly. Thanks for everyone who checked in this week uh, via email. It's been a busy week for me, not necessarily for the Flyers who were uh, off this week in a team-building experiment up in West Point. They do this every year. Ken Hitchcock takes a team up to West Point, New York, the Military Training Academy, and they have a, uh, a big team-building uh, session up there. That's where they were at this week. So kind of a quiet week on the Flyers front this week. So I'd like to thank everyone who checked in via email this week. We'll get to those emails in just a minute. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is how you get involved in this one here. Uh, so just make sure you send us an email. Also check us out online at uh, philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. That's our homepage right now. So make sure you check those out. We're getting right into it this weekend. Or this weekend. Flyers, Flyers Weekly and at Hitch's Corner is what we start out with every week here. Just some comments from uh, Ken Hitchcock, and uh, we'll start out with the team building uh, uh, trip that the, that the club took up to uh, West Point this week, and uh, basically Hitch said that uh, you, they go up. This is the second year they've gone up. Uh, the players are broken into small groups, and uh, one of the things they're asked to do is to share some of their experiences on and off the ice. Uh, they do practice sessions up there, uh, things like that. Uh, Hitch wants Peter Forsberg, guys like Darian Hatcher, Desjardins, John Sim to share their experience winning the Stanley Cup and uh, things like that with the other players. Uh, players like Patrick Sharp, Des Seidenberg, Yannick Pickenin, and Adamaki, they he wants them to give the players a feeling of what it is to, to win the Calder Cup like they did last season. Mike Richards and Jeff Carter, you know, Hitch is looking to those guys just to to to, to share their experiences. Uh, what has it been like playing junior hockey and things like that? So a lot of communication going on up there uh, this week in West Point. And uh, besides that, you know, practice too, and, and some scrimmages and things like that. Um, Hitch says everything went very well this week. Um, it allowed the team to practice and, and scrimmage uh, in a different setting and uh, trying to keep things fresh and trying to keep things new. And a lot of times, you know, they say that you know, you, you practice too many. Times in the same same facility, it, it could get stale after a while. So um, Hitch said after Tuesday's practice up there at West Point, the first practice, it seemed like the players really interacted well together, um, and uh, it, it was it was a good time and, and a chance to really start to what should we say, kind of zero in on a lot of competition issues after after the players really kind of got to know everybody a little bit more and uh, sharing their stories from winning the Stanley Cup to the Calder Cup to junior hockey and things like that. So, you know, a lot of people I think now are, are kind of going to kind of look at this team and say, look, you got everything together, you know. You, you had a couple days where the whole team was by themselves and they were able to interact with everybody and, and get things moving and uh Everything is hopefully going to turn around a little bit here. We're going to see a little bit better uh, special teams and things like that. Um, we'll talk about that in a, in a couple minutes, too. Hitch also said one thing to remember coming back this week, and of course the first game uh, back this week, of course against the uh, Maple Leafs uh, this week, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, one thing Hitch says to remember is that uh, Flyers, the, the club has played the la- least amount of 
games in the league. Um, and he goes on to say, look, the slow start probably had something to do with the energy level. He uh, Hitchfield's the energy level was great in the Pittsburgh and Islanders games, and it's something that must continue. And uh, he goes back and says that most of the practices and scrimmages lately have contained real competition. It seems like the guys are ready to get back out in the ice, and they they're they're going back out with a lot more energy and a lot more uh, a lot more umph. And uh, like like we said, you know, everyone's together for a week, and everyone's uh, you know gets to know everybody a little bit better. And uh, I think um, I think you're going to see that coming up here, and then hopefully on Saturday we're going to get our first uh, taste of that, and uh, we'll be able to see what this team has really accomplished this last week while they were off and up there at West Point. They also had a, a visit from a, um, I, I believe it was like a, an actual uh, uh, army or Marines or, or, or a certain uh, outfit of the, of, of the armed forces actually came in and made them go through drills, I think, on Thursday morning or something like that or, or whenever they got back. <laughs> you go to Flyers, uh, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, you can see pictures of them with their – they gave them fake guns and they actually went through military drills and things like that. So kind of getting the guys in shape there, kind of seeing what the, uh, the armed forces go through uh, to keep themselves in shape. So pretty cool. Check out the pictures there on that PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Some of them are pretty comical. You got uh, Darian Hatcher holding, you know, carrying some some of the smaller guys around. Pretty cool. Check it out. Hitch also goes on to say uh, the preparation for Saturday's game, the only game this week, a uh, big game on Saturday against Toronto, uh, up up in Toronto. The only preparation that's going to really happen for Saturday's game is, is going to be uh, Friday and um, Thursday and Friday, basically. There's not going to be a whole lot of, uh, of, of game day preparation going on. It's basically going to be uh, get up there, get on the ice, get off, and 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 play and beat the beat beat the Maple Leafs. Hopefully, we won't have a uh, situation like we had last time, uh, where the Flyers went down four to two. But um, you know, they're they're looking to be a little bit more. Again, Hitch is looking to get on the ice, get off the ice. And what it seems like to me is, you know, the club may have been working this week on cutting down the penalties and continue to work with the defense and things like that, and all the players on what they can and can't do. You know, we talked a little bit about the rules and how different the rules are this week, and you know how you know, you, you can't have the defense. You can't have. There's not going to be any slapping. There's not going to be any, you know, you, you hooking with the stick, things like that. So it's going to be a work in process. So I, I think you know they're going to go up there. They're going to try to play a clean game. Going like, like Hitch says, he's going to try to make like a playoff type atmosphere. Go up there, make it a clean game, and just just out shoot. Just keep out shooting them. You know the way the Flyers have outshot the, the teams lately. I mean, things are going to happen well, and we'll talk about how how well the Flyers really have outshot everyone here in just a couple minutes. It, it's been amazing. Uh, but you keep putting shots on goal. Things are going to happen. Things will go your way. Uh, power play and special teams. Uh, Hitch says right now, he says it's really difficult right now to concentrate on the power plays because there are so many penalties. And again, you know, kind of going back to what I, what we just what I just said about uh, the, the Toronto game, you know, I think they're going to go up there and play a clean game. But he says it's difficult right now to concentrate on that. Um, there's no rhythm on the power play because as soon as one chance is finished, another power play happens. The guys on special teams get tired and it, it doesn't allow them any, any chance to rest or get into a rhythm. So right now it's difficult, and I think a lot of people are looking at the special teams both offensively and defensively and wondering, hey, look, things have got to get a little bit better here, but uh, it's all part of the learning curve. It's all part of, you know, this year and, and things that have changed uh, this year, and, and older players, you know, like the Darian, Hatch, Darian Hatchers, the Eric Desjardins, things like that, those guys are going to uh, 
uh, are going to have to learn. It's, it'll be a work in process for them. Um, Hitch also had mentioned that after Saturday's 5-1 win over the Islanders, he seemed to think the club is getting real close. And, of course, this team-building experiment this, this week, I'm sure, is going to help. But he felt like after Saturday's win against the Islanders, team's getting real close. And uh, the last the last weekend, the games against the, uh, the Pens and the Islanders uh, was a weekend that the team can really build on Hitchfeld. So uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see what happens here again after the team building experiment and coming up this week. And uh, first game against the Maple Leafs, uh, not going to be an easy uh an easy opponent. Uh, one of the one of the rivals of the Flyers, no doubt. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Hitch also says that uh, Robert Ash will definitely start on Saturday against the Maple Leafs. Injury report this week. Well, a new injury to report. Of course, Sammy Kapanen still out. Um, with the uh, torn road to hit Tater Cuff. He has actually started skating on a treadmill. They say he could return as soon as November 22nd. Not sure about that, obviously. We'll keep our eye on that and keep our eye on Sammy Kapanen and see how fast he uh, he progresses. But uh, Turner Stevenson, a torn uh, labrum in the right hip. He did have surgery this past Tuesday, and he will be out at least eight weeks. And uh, it's definitely a blow to the checking line. You know, Turner Stevenson was was definitely up there on, on, on the checking line. I believe he was also on, on the power play line, too, if I'm not mistaken. So it's definitely a blow there. Um, and, and they had some output from him earlier this year. Uh, if the injuries do continue, I think uh, Hitch is looking to recall R.J. Umberger from the Phantoms, and we saw R.J. in a lot of games, uh, preseason games, and, uh, and 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 he looked good. Uh, so I'm not sure if that has happened yet or not, but I'm assuming that the the franchise is going to probably have uh, R.J. Uh, Umberger recalled from the Phantoms. Uh, of course, R.J. being a, a, a forward, and uh, the team, of course, needing all the help they can get on the front line. So I would I would probably say that. Um, R.J. Umberger is probably going to be recalled, probably, if not already, probably next week, I'm assuming. I also want to touch a little bit on Jeff Carter, too. I saw an article this week uh, in the Delco Times. It's online, delcotimes.com, I believe. Uh, Jeff Carter still bot- battling mono. Remember we talked about Jeff Carter uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, how he did have mono this past summer and how he was he, he, he still might be struggling with the effects a little bit. Well, they, they do say that... Uh, yeah, he, he is. And, and Jeff Carter has said, yeah, I am still struggling a little bit. You know, when you sit around all summer, you know, and he had, he had, the, he had the, the sickness over the summer. When you sit around all summer, you don't do anything. You know, he wasn't able to, to work out. He wasn't able to beef up like he wanted to. And gain, he wanted to gain some more weight, obviously. Wasn't able to do that and put on the pounds. Uh, and, and then he comes back in, in you know, late summer and, and, and into the fall and, and wants to get thrown right into games. It's, it, it's difficult. And uh, Hitchcock said also that... Uh, well, it probably wasn't the best idea to, to try the, 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 the Jeff Carter, Peter Forsberg, uh, Simone Gagne line because, you know, throwing Jeff Carter uh, into a position, into the right wing position, a position he was really kind of unfamiliar with, uh, probably wasn't the best idea to do right off the bat. Uh, you know, Jeff Carter, of course, being a center his entire, uh, his entire life and uh, throwing him into that position there. We know that experiment didn't work out, the Jeff Carter, the uh, Simone Gagne, Peter Forsberg line. We know it didn't work out. Um, Hitch is saying, well, probably a mistake on my end. So, looking for Jeff Carter to get back into shape and um, probably, you know, again, within the next couple weeks, uh, it, it's going to take a little while for, for Jeff Carter to, to feel 100% and really give forth everything he has to this club. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll keep our eye on Jeff Carter. Of course, he's back there. I think uh, Carter's back on the third line with Donald Brashear, Patrick Sharp. Uh, so, uh, someone to keep your eye on. Again, the kid has a lot of talent. He looks very good. Um, 
And we thought that, you know, hey, maybe maybe there was a chance that, uh, you know, he wasn't playing well in the early going. He was apprehensive. He looked timid. And maybe he just still battling effects of mono. A mono just doesn't go away uh, like, a, like a common cold does. So keep an eye on Jeff Carter. I still think he's going to be right up there with the likes of Mike Richards, uh, you know, and a lot of people talk about Mike Richards and, 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 and the potential he has. I think you're going to see Jeff Carter come into his own later this year, and I think he's going to be a great asset uh, for the Flyers to have. So keep an eye, definitely keep an eye on him. I'm going to take a quick ID break and come come back and uh, take a look at the week in review for the Flyers. It was good. Uh, two wins, one loss. Not too bad. And we'll also take a look at the week in preview. Games really start to heat up next week. Uh, got uh, the Maple Leafs, got the Canadians, and then you'll get the Senators coming up next week too. So an important week for the Flyers. Uh, I'll be right back. Your home for Philadelphia Flyers and Philadelphia Phillies podcast. WBME Broadcasting, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Now, back to more Flyers Weekly with your host, Chris Smith. It's good to have you back here for Flyers Weekly, week number three. Thanks for joining me. Of course, I'm Chris Smith. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address. And uh, Flyers... PhiladelphiaFlyersWeekly.blogspot.com is our home page. Well... Flyers looking like this. Uh, good week last week. Uh, we saw them uh, take a, uh, take a close one from the from the Penguins in overtime. Uh, final score six five last Friday. Um, and we talked earlier too about. I want to mention this: the Flyers are just completely killing, outscoring their, the opposition. Flyers outscored the Pens forty one to twenty. Amazing. If you get that many shots, you're bound to score. I mean, it's amazing these games aren't blowouts. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and we'll see this as, as, as the week goes on. They, they, they killed the Islanders in, in shots on goal, too. And, and, and the Maple Leafs, which um, I'm going to talk about that, too, because they lost, they lost the, the, the first contest against the Maple Leafs last week, too. But um, outscored the Penguins, or outshot the Penguins 41-20. to 20. Uh, Flyers kind of got the power play going a little bit. We saw some positive action happen there. They went 2-8 for eight on the power play. Special teams obviously did look better. Even strength goals by the Pens in the third period tied the game, and there was one on a neutral zone faceoff. Uh, if you saw this on TV or you heard about this, Nidamaki got the start on Friday, and there was a, there was a neutral zone faceoff. Nidamaki was actually watching the Jumbotron at the Wachovia Center when the faceoff dropped. Uh, the Pens won the faceoff and just happened to shoot it down towards the net. Nidamaki not paying attention. Puck goes in the net. Uh, and that was, I, I, I don't think that was the, the game tying goal, uh, but it was definitely that one goal that could have been prevented that would have prevented an overtime period and uh, just just amazing just amazing if you, if you saw the if you saw the goal that's one of those ones where it's like look you, you don't want to have that happen uh anytime i don't care who you are a professional junior whatever you know not paying attention to the game looking at the jumbotron and uh all of a sudden puck goes in uh right underneath you there but uh flyers did come back and they took it uh, took the game in overtime again the final score on friday was six to five Nidamaki didn't look bad. Again, the Flyers' defense looked kind of shaky. You know, they did hold hold the Pens to just 20 shots. Uh, but uh, you know, it, again, you know, you, you could you could tell in the game that a lot of the a lot of the clearing chances, a lot of the, a lot of the, the chances that the Flyers had to get the puck and really, really get it out, out of the out of the zone just wasn't happening. And uh, the Penguins kept the kept the pressure on. They got a talented team. The Penguins do. It, it, so I think it's only a matter of time until before they come around. Uh, and of course, we got to see Sidney Crosby. 
Crosby score one. Um, of course, we also got to see John Claire play, Mark Recchi, guys like that. So uh, I think it's only a matter of time before the Pens come around. They're going to be someone to watch out for. Saturday, going to Saturday now. Uh, Flyers took care of the Islanders 5-1 to one on Saturday. Looked good. Looked very good. Probably the best game of the season so far. Um, a lot of penalty a lot of penalty minutes. 27 penalties total in the game for both teams. 68 combined penalty minutes. Of course, Donald Brashear getting into it, and uh, it was quite a game. But the Flyers win 5-1. Michael Heinzus with two goals. And uh, probably, again, I, I would probably say, uh, looking at the highlights and things like that, uh, probably the best played game the Flyers have, have performed so far was uh, last Saturday's win against the Islanders 5-1. Well, that Maple Leafs uh, game... Um, was uh, ended up being 4-2. Uh, that was last Tuesday um, up in Toronto, and they struggled with the lights for a while. I don't know if you heard about this or not, but uh, I guess in between periods, I think it was the start of the second period, couldn't get the lights turned on. Uh, so there was a delay there. You know, players kind of standing around, uh, getting tight, whatever. Um, but uh, two unanswered goals in the third period. Uh, Toronto had scored uh, to take the lead. Uh, one won the power play. The other was, was, was right as a power play was ending. Um, Flyers didn't match the Leafs, Leafs with shots on goal in the third with eight. And they also outshot them 32-18. to 18. So, again, another kind of lopsided uh, shooting, kind of a shooting gallery going on here. You know, the, you got 32 shots against the uh, Maple Leafs. You had, uh, you had 46 against the Islanders. And you had 41 against the Penguins. So, again, the Flyers definitely getting a lot of chances or a lot of shots, I should say. We talked last week about Ken Hitchcock kind of uh, stressing the point where, you know, it seems like the team is getting shots off, but quality chances. And, and, and you know, of course, you, these numbers are a little lopsided, but at the same respect, you know, if you don't have the quality chances, the shots really don't mean anything. But we'll have to see how that plays on. Again, uh, I kind of get a feeling we are looking, we're going to be looking at a little bit of a different team this coming weekend, especially you know, starting on Saturday against Toronto. So it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Uh, looking for some quality chances, you know. I'll, I think anybody would definitely trade, you know, some shots on goal for more quality chances, and maybe that's uh, what the Flyers are looking to do here. Of course, we talked about uh, Maple Leafs uh, tomorrow night, uh, Saturday, first game back there for the Flyers, and um, I think Saturday just, uh, you know, our focus needs to be put on less penalties because it's obvious that the that the Maple Leafs are going to hurt you when you give them the power play. And uh, Flyers have 10 penalties in minutes last contest, and that seemed to kill them. Uh, they got uh, the Maple Leafs took advantage of those. They had one in the third period, especially. They had one power play goal and another one just as they were coming uh, off the power play. Uh, so that's kind of what hurt the Flyers in last context. Uh, you know, so again, we talk about the Flyers going up there, getting on the ice, getting off the ice on on Saturday night. It's what needs to be done, I think, and uh, play a clean game. Uh, get up there, get the chances, make quality chances, uh, and uh, bury them early. It's not going to be an easy thing, but uh, I think uh, it seems like with, with what Ken Hitchcock is saying, the team's much more tighter now. Everybody has a little bit more, a better idea of what's going on out there, what they can and can't do. Just all these factors combined. You know, hey, look, go up there, go up there, play a clean, tight game against the Maple Leafs. Uh, get them, get them down early. And, uh, and go from there. So I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday night against the Maple Leafs, obviously. 
the games really start to pick up this week too, and it's not going to be uh, not really going to be an easy task for the Flyers because you got Toronto on Saturday, you got Montreal on Tuesday, Thursday is Florida. Now that is at home, and then Carolina on Friday, and uh, the Hurricanes have been starting to, to score some points. And of course, Captain Rod Brindamore will see him again. Rod had uh, a, a, a multi-goal game the other night, uh, so we'll former Flyer there. We'll see Rod Brindamore on fr- next Friday, and of course the Senators, uh, the Red Hot uh, Ottawa Senators on Sunday, October 30th. That'll round out the uh, the month of October. So, Flyers have their work cut out for them, and uh, four of the next uh, five are away. Uh, the only home game is next Thursday uh, against the Florida Panthers at home. So, anyway, uh, it good, it'll be a good week packed full of great games for the Flyers and uh, this is going to be the first true test of the season. There's a lot of games left but uh, there's some stiff competition already starting to brew in the NHL and uh, the Flyers are going to get their their taste of it uh, coming up here against Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto and uh, some teams which uh, have given the, the Flyers some problems in the past. So We'll look at all those games next week on Flyers Weekly. That's going to do it for me and this edition of Flyers Weekly. Thanks for joining me. Keep your emails coming. We'll talk about those a little bit more next week as well. Uh, FlyersWeekly at gmail.com. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Flyers Weekly on WPME Broadcasting, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Make sure to join us next week for another edition of Flyers Weekly. And make sure to join us online at philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. And make sure to send us your emails at flyersweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.